Hey, I'm Karen Cubides, a music-obsessed entrepreneur and educator who calls Music City home. My career started in Boston, where I found my real passion, working behind the scenes in the music industry. I've had the honor of working with elite performers and educators. Consider this your go-to guide for all things healthy, wealthy, and wise. So, get comfy, because we're about to uncover some surefire ways to transform not only your career, but also your life. This is the Musician's Guide Podcast. Hi, beautiful people. Welcome to another episode of the Musician's Guide Podcast. My name is Karen and I'm your host and Jen has just cringed. Hello. Sorry. Hi. (laughs) What is happening? I don't know. I just, this is a lot of energy and I'm really happy to be here. I'm so excited um, because for us, it's Christmas soon and I'm very excited for holiday stuff. Um, And if you don't celebrate Christmas, that's totally fine too. It is a magical time of year. And in some way or another, we find ourselves going to holiday parties, office things, end of the year moments, um, travel, seeing friends, seeing family, all the whole nine. And I think that the topic of boundaries is kind of at the forefront of our minds. What do you think? I think so. And I think even if you don't necessarily think that you have like holiday boundaries or family boundaries because you're so excited to see all of your your family members... (laughs) that like 48 hour period after you've been there and the honeymoon phase is done and everybody's just screaming it on each other's faces that's a really good time to be like where are my tools and strategies so I think whether you're thinking about it or not whether you absolutely love your family or not having people who haven't seen each other in a very long time or just a lot of humans in one space can be a lot so I think confronting that is good (laughs) yes absolutely sorry I took like a really big breath um I'm like, I'm ready to share all the things. So basically, um, I want to go back to basics. Um, Let's define a boundary. So Dr. Henry Cloud, the boundary guy, he wrote a book called Boundaries, um, defines it as a line you draw in the sand for your own self-preservation, right? So boundaries are not casting judgment on other people, are not calling people out on anything. It's simply for your own self-preservation. And we live in a society of people pleasers, of wearing busy as a badge of honor, of go, 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 do, do, do. We have all these like societal structures of getting married, having children, buying a home, doing the thing. And it's like, what is even happening? And coupled with the fact that, you know, as creatives and musicians, it's like our timelines are even more different than, you know, the rest of humanity. So I feel like just having clarity around like what it is that you are needing for your own mental health, what it is that you are wanting so that you are able to enjoy this holiday and kind of do things on, on your own terms. So for this episode, I just want to share some of my boundary strategies. And then I also want to talk with Jen, <laughs> who has how many boundary strategies? I have a blinking thing that says nothing so far. <laughs> I like we So we opened up our notes app and we're like, all right, like you create your boundaries, I'll create mine. And Karen was like storming away and writing down with her busy fingers. <laughs> and I was like, Karen, I don't have any. And she's like, let's just record. <laughs> and here so we are. We're at. Yeah. And I, I think like, I want to use both of us because I think we're both the extreme examples um, of like overly boundaried maybe and then not boundaried at all. And I think it'd be kind of cool to like workshop it in real time, given that we also come from like an insane culture, Mm -hmm. but we're also very vastly different. And, you know, we are Colombian American. So we have both of the cultures in our faces um, and well-versed in kind of navigating both of them, both in the workplace and personally. So for me, um, the first boundary that I want to talk about is making sure that I have carved out alone time in the Latin American culture. If you are not 
in with indigestion or overly stimulated or telling us your life story, we're doing it wrong. So I find that even though I have no problem being extroverted and I, of course, love my family and enjoy this time of year, I very much need some alone time to regroup. I have learned these past two years that I really value silence and meditation and just quiet, relaxed nervous system because everything is so fucking agitated all the time. Like I need like a moment to just like chill. Um, so I've already kind of looked at my schedule and looked at like what our family's planning on doing as far as like food and funtivities with like the freaking party planning committee. Um, and I've already kind of carved down like where, when are some times and days that I can potentially have some alone time and how can I ask for support? And this might look like, Nick, I'm going to stay in the room and you are going to go take the dogs out or you and dad can go to Publix or you and mom can cook this thing. Cause I need to just get the F away from everybody for like a second. Oh, so as you're saying this, I'm like, these are called excuses. So what excuses can I come up with? So for me, I already thought about it. I am, and again, this is like super trashy, but whatever. The Kourtney Kardashian of the family, where she always uses her kids as an excuse, that is me. So because my dog is going to come for Christmas, what I'm going to do is just use my dog. Be like, I'm so sorry. He has to go on a walk right now. And just grab your dog, leash him up, and go for a walk and go by yourself. Yeah. And if you need to use it as an excuse in your mind, as you get more comfortable with just asserting a boundary of I'm just getting the fuck away from you, then just do it. And that's totally fine. And I think that clear communication and you being okay is the priority Mm -hmm. when it comes to family gatherings. Like your family will get over it. They will build a big bridge and walk right over it. Like, but you feeling like your, your mental health is in decline is not worth it. And of course your your family and friends and all of that love you anyway and they want you to be okay. So I think just like really thinking about what do you need and and what do you need to tell yourself to get to the point where you can remain healthy. Yeah, I, I know. Oh my gosh, I'm like destroying everything in my path. <laughs> I know what boundaries are and I feel like the really great way that somebody framed it for me is that a boundary is essentially if like if you have a house, right? And you're asking somebody to not come in through the front to come in through the side gate and you can tell them, hey, every time when you arrive, just come in through the side gate. If that person decides to come in through the house, you're going to say or through the front door, you're going to say, no, actually, that's not where the front door is for me it's actually through the side gate and eventually you'll train them enough times that they know that every time they come to your house they have to go through the side gate so in the process of learning that being able to tell people like nope it's this way it's this way it's this way is essentially setting a boundary until it becomes so normalized and where people know that when they come to deal with you they have to go through the side gate so i think reframing that enough and where people know what your boundaries are is important so that's how i've been able to frame it in my mind but yeah as far as i'm concerned right now like that's the excuse i'm going to use other excuses that i probably use would be like work i'm so sorry i have to cop on a quick call or so and so needs me for a moment to go talk in my room by myself please don't come and another one could be like oh i'm going to go work out or i'm going to go run or i'm going to go do this activity and where it's like yeah sure you can move your body but you're also on your own listening to your music having your you time so i think all of those would be good excuses slash boundaries that could be built based on off of what you said. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, like figuring out like who's on your team. I mean, your whole family's on your team, but like who could you could really be your power partner in these types of conversations and in, in these moments, like many a time. And maybe we're painting our parents to be horrible, but like they're awesome and they're super generous and kind and we're so grateful for them and we love them so much, but it's like a lot sometimes. So, you know, yeah, any family. Yeah, you and I can just be like, all right, Jen, go go rest and I will take over, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for me, my second boundary is I am 
really thinking about what conversations I am not open to having. Like what things I'm just not going to go there. And historically speaking for me, it's been things around weight, around my health, around the way that I work, the amount that I work. Like I'm just not interested in having those conversations. Um, because while I have had a you know significant lifestyle change, um, I'm just not going to entertain conversations around like, are you sure you're going to eat that? Or have you had enough? Or like, oh, are you eating this way now? And it's like, it's fucking Christmas people. Like, no, I'm not eating like pie for breakfast all the time, but like maybe today I am, you know, like calm down. So there's just certain boundaries and things that I'm just not even going to entertain. And I already kind of have like a, a running list in my mind of, of those subjects and not because I don't trust my family or I wouldn't want to share them or they're out to get me, but I don't want to get into a space where I could explode or say something that I don't mean because I haven't, you know, prepared myself for something that is possibly triggering me. And for those of you that are, you know, currently in therapy, like myself, like there's certain things that I'm working on and I'm just not ready to talk to anybody about them. So I just want to make sure that I'm aware of what those are so I could shut it down before it even happens. Ooh. Okay. I love that. For me, my brain works in the sense of just like give them enough so they'll shut up and go away. <laughs> Little so. sister energy. <laughs> Yep, absolutely. So what I do is just create frames in my mind where it's like, how's work going? Oh, it's going great. You have one story about a coworker that you repeat constantly and then just you move on. (laughs) You give them enough for them to know who so-and-so is at work and that's it. (laughs) So they feel included, but no more. And yeah, just creating a story in where it makes sense. It depicts a picture of how you feel, but anything beyond that of just... Because your parents, again, because they're so lovely and so everything they will ask you constantly about that one thing forever. So if you mention like your friend, Emma, Emma will never die. Emma will be here if you're 60 years old. And it's like, so how's Emma? It's like, I don't talk to Emma anymore. So I feel like if you give them too much, it's no, 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 no. I need to be able to keep track of like two people at work and that's it. Like no more. Mm -hmm. So yeah. That is so funny. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I think too, like, even this conversation that we're having, like it it might feel a little draconian or it might feel a little like calculated, but the reality is that we need to take care of ourselves Mm -hmm. and, and we need to know what we need, like put our oxygen mask on first before helping others. Like this isn't a time of year where we have to just adhere to what everybody needs from us. Like we now more than ever, especially as musicians, especially as creatives, especially with the amount of burnout that we're experiencing, like we really, really need to take care of ourselves. And maybe the way that we're depicting this or talking about this can sound a little crass or can sound maybe a little bit insensitive, but, um, and that's totally fine if that's your opinion, but I just want to empower you to think that you matter and you are so important. And maybe we have to go here and be this descriptive in some situations to just really call ourselves out in areas where we might be BSing or we might have some toxic positivity around like, well, this should just be fucking magical, even if it's literally the worst. And just like really having um, some language around like, you know, this is okay. And this is really not okay for me right now. And it has nothing to do with people and how they choose to celebrate, but it's more like what you need to be okay. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think too, like, You could also, because I know in my own anxieties, like I can think that something's going to be worst case scenario and it helps ease my anxiety when I plan for worst case scenario. But it could be that we just show that up there and somehow miraculously mom and dad are really calm and just want to drink a calm glass of wine. (laughs) Chill. (laughs) And just relax, you know, just chill. I don't know. But the point is like 
planned for every scenario and where it's like you know your family more than anyone and i think the fascinating part about it is that like yeah sure it just sounds very draconian the way that we're talking but you know your family you know that they know your triggers more than anyone and like that's part of what makes them your family and they're not going anywhere and you love them and you accept them for who they are but god would you want to throw down in the middle of the living room yes so like before you do that and go all for christmases on everyone like get it together and think about it beforehand so you're not caught in the moment feeling your feelings then having to spend the next three or four days in the same house waking up eating breathing and living with these people these people meaning your family (laughs) (laughs) your lovely family and your dogs and let me paint the picture for y'all so my parents live in miami florida our parents and we all have beautiful dogs that cannot fly so we drive so from nashville to miami it's about 13 hours this year we're very excited because we are we got a tour bus and we're going on tour with jen her pit bull our two frenchies and nick so we got a big ass suburban and so it is six people in one vehicle or six things in one vehicle six Six humans six lives yes um three very dramatic and three not and we're just gonna drive and the the reason we're maybe being really psycho about these boundaries is we're gonna be tired as shit our backs are gonna hurt our asses are gonna be on fire and it's just gonna be like oh god and then my parents are i don't even know how to describe them they're the McAllisters. they have like lights everywhere they're literally that house in florida with all the lights all the inflatable animals you could ever imagine we show up and there's already three different kinds of dishes and we typically show up around like 9 or 10 p.m we are eat at 6 p.m people so at that point we're like oh my gosh we're gonna have heartburn for days and then it's like super loud there's christmas music you walk in and every animated holiday animal is singing some kind of song merry christmas and you're like oh my god (laughs) the piano is playing itself like there's a santa claus with a saxophone it's all in different keys santa claus is in the background like the movie like a hallmark movie is like screaming yes like she just found her hubby in like her inn like yes she is the princess bride or whatever yeah and then it's hot as shit in this house because it's Florida. So it's about 67 degrees, but my like my dad likes to have it a little steamy. So it's 72 to 74 inside yeah. the house. Um, my home is typically at 65 degrees. I like for it to snow. Mm-hmm. Nope, not in Florida. And then all the dogs become Broncos and are super excited. My parents have marble floors. So we're all Scooby doing. Yeah. <laughs> we're like freaking the fuck out. And then my mom has a thousand questions. Jen immediately gets exasperated. So I take over. <laughs> I'm like, all right. I shut down. I feel like from four Christmases, I become that guy. I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. We're done. That's enough. Jen questions. immediately shuts down. <laughs> Nick is immediately offered copious amounts of food and he like he speaks the language but like not really so do we have to translate yes and does he forget his own name yes they'll be like nick in like the least like beautifully said in english nick and he's like oh i'm sorry were you talking to me i'm sorry who else is named nick in this house so yes um he is immediately eating constantly constantly eating and they're constantly talking to him and me. So I'm translating in two different languages, making sure everybody's taken care of. <laughs> At this point, it's 10 p.m. I'm a pumpkin because I'm already in bed. I'm eating. I'm stressed out. There's also Eastern Standard Time. So it changes from CST to EST. Yes. So we are freaking even later. So at this point, it feels like you're in the airport at 3 a.m. where you're nauseous, but you're having dinner and you're confused and your ass hurts. It's just like a <laughs> fucking nightmare, you guys. But we love our family. <laughs> we love going home. <laughs> 
that's just day one. So then, you know, we're eating like all these traditional dishes and this like potato soup and just carbo loading. And then everyone's like, all right, guys, 6 a.m. tomorrow. <laughs> See you here. We're going on something, something. And it's just like, oh, God, no. And then we go, um, Our we have a large house, so it's separated by a door. We go to the bedroom wing of the house, and that is 78 degrees because... <laughs> At night, it gets crispy cold. <laughs> no, it fucking doesn't. So we are all immediately in bathing suits, just sweating our asses. Yeah. So we all sleep with fans, and um, yeah, it's super fun. And then we wake <laughs> up the next day and just do it all over again. Yeah. But it's a party, and it's fun, and sometimes we've had family, and so as immigrants, like... Most of our family is still in Colombia. So it's mostly been like the four of us and now getting married, like Nick is there and then more dogs. So like we're slowly redefining like what our family is like and, and looks like and what we do. So that brings me to my third point of this year for me, I'm setting a boundary of leaving early. So traditionally speaking, I've spent the last 30 Christmases and New Year's with my family because it's a really big deal culturally speaking. But from where I am work perspective wise with my family, with the things that we want to do, we're actually leaving super early this year and we're only going to be there for four days. And that to me was a boundary, a boundary of like, I want to get back and set myself up for the year. I want to feel calm and centered entering a new year. I want to like actually rest and not like go sleep in the Amazon for like two weeks and like get back and be <laughs> Come dehydrated. Come back January and everybody expects you to like be ready on your emails because we circled back to, we'll look at that after the new year. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And it's like, no, please hesitate to reach out. So I don't want to like do that. I want to like just kind of be ready and primed. And even right now, it's like still such a struggle um, for them to like understand and embrace that we're just leaving. Um, and that in itself is a boundary. And for me as an older sibling, as a you know recovering people pleaser and keeper of the family, um, glue, it's just so hard for me. But I'm picking backing off of your boundary. I was like, and yeah, what she said, <laughs> essentially, <laughs> we're leaving. But again, like full transparency, like we get texts every single day. Is there anything that we can do to convince you guys to stay through New Year's? And it's like, no. <laughs> Or a small loan of a million dollars, but no. Yeah. So, Either or. Yeah. So like that's been a boundary and that's like really hard and it's a really tough conversation and we'll probably keep happy, having it. But in the end, like I have to put my, my oxygen mask on first and stop people pleasing. So if you need to leave early, if you need to change your tradition, if you need to do something different, like that's totally okay. And I will say though, like I'm being very kind and respectful and generous about it. Um, so yeah, there's definitely no excuse, but at the end of the day, like, it's my decision and this is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. You tell them. <laughs> <laughs> See? <laughs> Hell yeah, it is. <laughs> As she hides. Yeah, I would like no further questions, but yeah, she said it. She said everything I need to say. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So I would love for you to invite you guys, um, especially as you're traveling for the holidays or whatever, um, to just kind of jot down what your boundaries are going to be and what are some things that you're willing and not willing to do? What are you willing to compromise? And, and what is it that you need this holiday season? Because it's not so much, I mean, this holiday season is hard alone by itself, not to mention two years of a pandemic, not to mention our world being in an all-time insane weather-wise, insane mental health-wise, the economy, financial instability that we might be feeling. Like there's just so many big life things all at once stressing us out um, that 
whatever you need to take care of you has to be paramount. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I say this and I nod and yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is a good place to start. And it's it takes practice. And I think that applies to me as well too. It's going to take practice and you're going to be uncomfortable and you're going to make other people uncomfortable and it'll all be a cycle, but eventually it gets easier. That's what I'm telling myself at least. <laughs> <laughs> it gets easier. So, yeah. yeah. And find your people, find your support group. Like I have, you know, my group of friends that I can vent to get some perspective because, you know, families are awesome, but they're also the worst. It's like people. The best thing about anything is the people and also the worst thing is the people. And sometimes, you know, you get into situations where you're made to feel like a crazy person or like you're just in some alternate reality. And Mm -hmm. that's where like having your people kind of bring you down is just awesome. So highly encourage y'all finding those people reaching out like we all want to help we all want to support each other um and yeah just setting some some new boundaries love it (laughs) (laughs) wrap it up (laughs) in a bow that should be our exit music you just be like karen wrap it up bitch (laughs) like the oscars we're done (laughs) end scene oh anyway just want to say how grateful we are for all of you Thank you for listening, for being amazing. Um, we have a super exciting announcement launching right after Christmas. So be on the lookout. Dun, dun, dun. And um, thanks again for your continued support. Wishing you the most amazing holiday season. And we can't wait for all the awesomeness that is coming in the new year. Thanks, Jen, for being here. 